For those of us who have lived our lives amid the magic of the outdoors, the idea that someone would ever ask us for permission to do something in the outdoors might seem really weird. We don't mind helping anyone make a sensible decision, but ultimately, no matter what experience or expertise that person has got, we respect that the eventual decision has to be theirs, not ours. So we might say, the answer's yes, now what's the question? But we get that transmitting the magic of the outdoors is in part about helping whoever asked get to a different place, to where we interact as fellow enthusiasts. Now for many of us, our local club is where we connect with our fellow enthusiasts. It's our truly inspiring community of people who get being outdoorsy. But we may also be able to point to others we've met who associate clubs with everything they get out on the water to avoid. We do hear suggestions that those who are negative about clubs haven't given clubs a chance or have just not found the right club yet. And in some cases that might be true. But we might also acknowledge that clubs don't always meet people where they are. Sometimes clubs do attract and may even get taken over by control freaks, like coaches who will offer members freedom and autonomy, as if it's theirs to offer. Where such control freaks offer this freedom and autonomy, they always seem to want it to be on their terms, and always with the implication that the freedom is a privilege which might just as easily be taken away. Okay, nothing could be further from the truth in the clubs I know and love, but we do hear of exceptions. Whether our preferred networks are inside or outside of clubs, we still have to consider that 70% of young people who discover the magic of the outdoors do so with an adult from their own household. And many of the rest who make it do so by finding someone, somewhere, who can play a similar role. Those apprenticeships have helped generations of young people get to a point where being active in the outdoors is a major stabilising influence on their life. But we are only really noticing the success stories where the apprenticeships work their magic. We don't really know how close so many others came to discovering the magic. For me, the families and networks which sustain those apprenticeships are what help each new generation discover the magic of the outdoors. These are the families and networks British Canoeing needs to have in mind pretty much at all times if it's to inspire a passion for being active in the next generation. As a rule, we, in British Canoeing, need these people far more than they will ever need us. We depend on them continuing to put ever more energy into what they do so well. We recognise this when we talk about virtually everything good in the outdoors having been achieved because someone, somewhere, had the passion to pioneer something new or to sustain something valuable. And by and large, those best placed to transmit the magic are pretty much self-sufficient. As a national governing body, keen to inspire passion, we may need to measure our success by little things like whether these enthusiasts feel motivated to work with us. We might want to help sustain the energy levels in households and networks where the magic doesn't quite take over so that more of the next generation end up being active in the outdoors throughout their lives. But for that, we need the enthusiasts on board. So what, if anything, can any of us do to shape a future in which more energy is being poured in by enthusiasts? Well, for starters, we can get away from the idea that it's for us to dictate how the energy gets poured in, who gets to pour it in, or what objectives our enthusiasts must have. 
energy in is good. And if we are committing to meeting people where they are, our focus can only ever be on sustaining the motivational environment around those enthusiasts. We help sustain motivation by respecting the autonomy of our enthusiasts, by being there for them, ready, if invited, to accompany them on their journeys. We also help sustain the motivation of enthusiasts by nurturing their sense of connection to us and their sense that we can relate to their aspirations. Last but not least, we can help sustain motivation by ensuring everything we do reinforces each household's sense that they've got this covered. That they are more than competent enough to see it through. This is all well enough known, and none of it is new. And it all links back to the questions asked at the start of part one, and to the vision of British canoeing outlined in part one. But as we consider our plans for the years to come, we might want to ask how each one of those plans might be expected to lead to more energy being poured in at the grassroots.